Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, November 19th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tommy on a Sunday's Grace, Aki. We <laughs> started the week with an in-person Today on Broadway with uh, Ashley and me. We are ending the week with an in-person Today on Broadway with Grace and me. Uh, because, Grace, we are going to go... What did you say on Twitter today? We're going to what? We're going to go get nettled. We're going to go get nettled. <laughs> Because we're going to head over to the diner to see Waitress starring Jennifer Nettles. But here's the thing. Trouble in Mind from the Roundabout Theatre Company opens tonight. Normally, we would always make sure to do the reviews on the night they open. Tonight, we are not going to do that. The reviews for Trouble in Mind we will discuss on Monday's episode. But there is a very good reason why we aren't going to do this later. (laughs) And that is because... I am going to go to the opening night party for Trouble in Mind and interview LaShawns and uh, director Charles Randolph Wright, Chuck Cooper, anybody else I can get my hands on. So I'm going to be at the American Airlines Theater for the opening night party, um, and that will turn into a Tell Me More episode coming up next week. So on Monday's episode, it'll either be me and uh, Ashley or me and James. We will discuss those reviews. So we apologize that you're not getting them right away. But I'm going to talk about my review for the show at the end of the episode because by the time you hear this, the embargo will be up and uh, I have a feeling many people will agree with me. But before we get into all of that, Grace, uh, there are some other shows that we want to talk about that do have reviews that are out. The first one is the new play that just opened up at the Public Theater. It is... Uh, colored water and it's of course important to make sure that you realize that that is all lowercase letters because that's how they style it. It is a new play by Erica Dickerson Dispenza and is directed by Candace C. Jones and it follows three generations of black women living through the Flint water crisis in Michigan. It officially opened on Wednesday night and just a little bit before we started recording they announced that they had extended until December 12th. And based off of these reviews, it sounds like you might want to go pick up some of those tickets for the extension. Let's start off with a review from Naveen Kumar, who wrote for the New York Times, making it a critic's pick. He said, quote, Inseparable as real-world calamity has become from the realm of art, Dickerson Dispenser's Colored Wada is especially suited to a moment of environmental unrest. After the play comes to an abrupt end, the cast stands in silence before leaving the stage. They don't return for a bow, as if this had not been a performance, but a call to account. Raven Snook, reviewing for Time Out in New York, gave the show four out of five stars, saying, quote, The production isn't perfect. The first act feels long, there are awkward scene transitions, and Pilgrim is not quite convincing as a nine-year-old child, though she gives a glimpse of a grown woman Plum could be. But Colored Water offers a powerful depiction of the toll that climate change, systemic racism, and greed take on ordinary people. Its discomforting truths leave you thirsty for justice. Ayanna Prescott, writing for New York Theatre Guide, gave it five out of five stars, saying, quote, Erica Dickerson dispenses new play Colored Wada is a gut-wrenching, soul-stirring master work of a production and solidifies her influence in American theatre. This sounds... Grace, so much more like the type of work that the public should be doing rather than (laughs) a musical like The Visitor. Um, I'm disappointed that I'm not going to get to see it. This is one of those things I'd heard. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I knew nothing about it other than it it was about the Flint water crisis. And I was like, well, do I want to take a risk on something that no one's seen before? 
Um, I didn't take that risk, and I feel like I should have now. No, you had a tight schedule. Like, let's be yes, clear. It's not like you, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't. Uh, no, but I agree with you. It's it's funny because I didn't know anything about it either, and I can't tell if people like the content more than the play. Like, they're finally, because I think that this happens a lot, especially with, like, shows that are, you know, running right now. It's like, you know, we're we're happy to finally see these stories being told. I want to make sure that I'm like, okay, right. I love that as well. Are, is the play good? <laughs> Yeah, I've heard a lot of people, beyond just those reviews, talking about the show being incredibly lyrical and 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 beautifully done. Um, but it is. I mean, the, the critics are people, so they get mixed <laughs> up. Believe it or not, critics are people, so they get swayed by the emotion of being back in a theater as well, and especially mm-hmm. seeing stories about um, marginalized groups and marginalized stories. That can definitely be a part of it, but this sounds like this is a hit. Yeah, uh, I'm, in I'm, all forms. I'm really happy with these these high marks, especially after having to read a ton of really low marks yesterday. It what? Well, I'm I'm sorry. What did you? What 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 reviews are you talking about? I can't speak on that. All I can say is a fuckity 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 fuck you dress is <laughs> is uh, in my head <laughs> at, on on the ready. Uh, but yeah, so to that extent, like I'm really really glad that we had these beautiful reviews because I like to see that work being produced at the public, especially. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to another show that has reviews. That are going to be probably more like the ones you talked about on uh, Thursday's episode. This is the, I'm doing air quotes, pre-Broadway tryout of Paradise Square at Chicago's James M. Niederlander Theater. The production is scheduled to play only five weeks through December 5th. We'll see what happens. The show is already selling tickets for Broadway beginning on February 22nd at the Barrymore Theater. We will see what happens there. The show stars uh, Wakina Kawakongo, Chalina Kennedy, John Dossett, Sidney DuPont, A.J. Shively, Matt Bogart, and more. Um, the story of Paradise Square is a complicated one. It has a lot going on, but basically it centers on the actual real-life historical New York neighborhood known as Five Points, where black Americans and Irish immigrants lived and, um, you know, kind of developed their own community, intermarried, kind of brought a lot of cultural art forms together with tap and jazz, and they learned from each other, and then it all went to hell from there. Um, we'll start off with Chris Jones from the Chicago Tribune, who I'm going to read a little bit more of his review than I normally would because um, the review in total is actually, I think, really informative about what some of the issues are and how they could be changed if they um, decided to make any changes before it perhaps comes to Broadway in February. But we will start with Chris's review. He said, quote, The show has a star turn for Joaquina Colacongo, even though, side note, she is already a Tony nominee, but whatever. Um, that will be formidable competition for anyone and everyone come Tony Awards time. The potential of the entire enterprise shines through in this Chicago tryout. But the show has yet to fully find its emotional, or its dramatic through-line. In the first half of Act 2, it wanders seriously adrift, succumbing to its own confusing history of multiple book writers, an overcomplicated hierarchy of characters, a confused relationship with the music and character of Stephen Foster, lost visual bearings, and a consequent dissipation of the requisite dramatic tension. Much work has yet to be done, but it will be a worthy task. Uh, Chris was a little bit more kind than um, some other people were, um, but he seems to think that there is a good show in there if the writers can actually find it. Emily McClathan from Theaterly said, quote, 
Despite its need for trimming, Paradise Square achieves some truly moving moments when it homes in on the personal relationships between characters. While it addresses a wide range of timely issues to varying degrees of success, its most effective theme is simple, the love found in the community of Five Points and the way its people take care of each other. Therein lies the heart of the show. Rachel Weinberg of Broadway World said, quote, Paradise Square takes on a timely and original concept with stunning choreography and immensely talented, engaging performers. The second act brings it all together, but the show's first act needs refinement so the execution can meet the fascinating concept. Now, Grace, mm-hmm. you are flying to Chicago here very sh- soon, aren't you? Yes, I am expected to see this show. Yes. You are expected to see this show. I'm expected to see it. And uh, the thing about it is that like, I, I have had some people uh, see the show already, and I've been informed that it might be 90 minutes for the first act. Um, there is a moment where there is a lot of great dancing. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what my... I guess thoughts are. Um, but I think that just at the core of like the bizarre comparison of Irish immigrants being like, hey, we get it. We're immigrants and you are recently un- like enslaved black people. I'm like, well, that's not the same. <laughs> um, but it's just kind of like trying to make the audience be like, we have common ground. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, so that's just like one thought. Uh, but yeah, so I heard that the performances are ecstatic, just like these reviews that you just read out. Um, but the, the content is not consistent. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, we will see. I mean, historically, Irish and Italian immigrants were not considered white people. Um, Mm -hmm. either they were not obviously as persecuted and looked down upon as, uh, as black Americans, especially recently freed slaves. So there is a a, a little bit of historic context that, I mean, this is a, based on a true neighborhood, uh, but I definitely understand your point there, but all right, we've got some other things we want to talk about, but before we do, let's get into talking about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. We all know that coming into the holidays, if you've got to worry about overwhelming credit card debt, things can get really, really hairy and really, really stressful. But fortunately, Upstart is there to help you out to consolidate loans, to help make things a little easier so you can live your life and make the holidays perfect. So Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit card debt, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at credit score alone, because that number is a sham and I don't believe in it, just like my weight, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan so you can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com broadway. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and other information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Grace. Yeah. As I said, <laughs> no reviews yet for Trouble in Mind because it hasn't officially opened yet. Mm -hmm. But because you're not going to hear this until it's already open, I'm going to give you my review. So on Wednesday, I was fortunate enough to see the final preview performance of the Roundabout Theatre Company's Broadway debut production of Alice Childress's Trouble in Mind, a show that, as 
a pre-show announcement from LaShawn says, was originally optioned for Broadway more than 65 years ago, but on the condition that the playwright toned down some of her dialogue, presumably as to not upset white members of the audience and theater community. Thus, the show never came because Childress refused. And while it is an undeniably absolute shame that Trouble in Mind had to wait so long to make it to Broadway and thus a potentially wider audience, the production that ushered Childress and Trouble in Mind to the main stem for the first time is an extraordinary accomplishment. Led by the indomitable Lashans, the show chronicles the racism and misogyny in the theater community, but not in a mid-century didactic showy way. The script is full of richly developed characters, five black and four white, many of whom have differing views on how to navigate the inherent racism in their industry. But what makes the show so exceedingly compelling, and has kept it rumbling around in my mind since I saw it, is that despite all of the characters, black and white, having different perspectives, some vastly different and some just moderately different, Childress has given them all, every single one of them, a coherent, logical, and nuanced point for them to stand behind. To paraphrase Orwell and some pigs, I believe, uh, everyone was right, just some were more right than others. Um, and this lack of like a distinct, overarching, blunt force trauma to the head message really exemplifies the complexity of the topic, and not just from the systemic and institutional levels, but also on the individual levels. And unfortunately, that is very possibly part of the reason that we are still painfully dealing with these same problems today. While this should likely go without saying, I'm going to say it anyway, uh, Lachance is a marvel, uh, as the play within a play's lead Willetta, and really the driving force of a lot of these um, racist discussions. Um, her formidable sparring partner in the show is the play's white director, played by the marvelous Mrs. Maisel's Michael Zegan. He's so fine. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. Sorry, continue. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> he, even though he like kind of personifies quite a bit of what we are trying to get rid of in the theater today of like this... Um, you're trying to men, say men. White men, yes. Yeah. But, you know, he's a little uh, arrogant and a little pushy and at times can be uh, mean and play games. Mm. He is definitely one of the characters who you at least understand. And, and you don't, you might not sympathize with him. And you might not agree with him, but you understand his perspective. It's one of those things where <laughs> when there's this scene where a lot of people are kind of having their peace. And LaShawn's talks and he goes, mm, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody else talks and you're like, Oh yeah, that's a really good point. And then Michael Zegan's character Al talks and go, "Oh damn, that's right." Like everybody has a good point, uh, and that complexity and 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 disparate parts really makes it uh, an interesting piece. Tony winner Chuck Cooper, TV regulars Jessica Francis Dukes, Brandon Michael Hall, and Danielle Campbell, as well as roundabout regular Alex Mixkowitz, uh, round out Lashawn's co-stars in the show and create really a shockingly funny ensemble. Um, I didn't expect the show to be that funny. It perfectly balances the weighty topics that emerge as the show progresses. So, Grace, after the show, I was talking with your good friend and my new friend, as well as my show partner, uh, The Daily Cosses, uh, Kara Zelaya. She is a former Roundabout employee. So we agreed that this was the perfect type of show for Roundabout to do moving forward. It sticks with the mission statement kind of of RTC's Broadway programming, mm. while also addressing some of their very, very big deficiencies that they've had over the years in casting, you know, basically all white shows. 
it's a classic. It, they're bringing back um, a show from decades past. That's what the roundabout in their name means. But they're not doing it with just a bunch of white people and shoehorning in a token person of color. Um, this, Corbin Blue. You're referencing Corbin Blue. It was always Corbin Blue for the past like five years. It's for been two Corbin musicals. Blue. But then also yeah. you get like. Wasn't there like one random black? Was it even Chuck Cooper in like the Cherry Orchard? Was Chuck? It Coop- was. I was with Kara. We were really <laughs> screaming. So this is the funny thing, right? Like Matt went to see it with my best friend Kara, and I was like down the street with our other best friend Mackie, and we were just cracking up. At, like you know, two years ago, if you told us this is what we were doing, one of us was at Diana, and the other was at a roundabout show. I guess that's what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm so excited that you guys got to see this because. Um, I've learned, you know, so much about Roundabout, especially now that they're they're doing they're changing their programming, you know, yeah. like between Carolina Change, Trouble in Mind, like going on at the same time. I'm just like, huh, there's a new leaf turning. Yeah. And they've done a great job of like bringing in over the past year or two new artistic associates, new directors and residents that mm-hmm. really bring um, a, a lot of different perspectives. I mean, the fact that Kenny Leon is now one of their in-house directors is great. And we've run through a bunch of the the younger directors who they've brought on to do stuff off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and their off-Broadway stuff has always been a little bit more open and interesting. Um, but I'm hoping that we'll get to see that more on Broadway as well. Um, Trouble in Mind is running at the American Airlines Theater through January 9th if there is not an extension. And I hope there is. Um, <laughs> and I could not recommend it higher. All right, Grace, so let's talk about the feel-good recommendations of the day. The first one is the thing that took theater Twitter by storm. This was gay rights. Let's just be very clear. (laughs) This video, this trailer, this drop, this release was gay rights. There were two trailer drops today, so I'm going to reference one that you didn't include. Okay, great. Which is the fact that the Pammy, or Pammy, the Pamela Anderson and Tommy... Oh, uh, Tommy Lee, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sebastian Stan and um, Lily... Lily James. James, not Cooper. (laughs) I wanted to say Cooper. Oh, no, 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 because you've been seeing all the Coopers I saw all all the Coopers in the past week, yes. No, but that one dropped because it's with Hulu and it's the creators of Itanya, hence you know why they selected him and i was like obsessed from the moment sure. um so i just want to throw that out there that has nothing to do with theater but i'm Sebastian excited Stan about was on broadway he was in picnic on broadway he needs to be on me but yeah i love him <laughs> he's he's the best and um yeah he's he's just fantastic all right so the other one that i was going to mention is the new hbo series the gilded age which <laughs> comes from interestingly enough series creator of of Downton Abbey, Julian Fellows, who which is where we first got to know Lily James. This um, is set to premiere on January 24th of 2022. And let me just run through the cast list. <laughs> Christine Baranski, Cynthia Nixon, Carrie, uh, Carrie Coon, Morgan Spector, Danae Benton, Tasia Farmiga, um, Jack Gilpin, uh, Janine Triplehorn, Patrick Page, Douglas Sills, um, Nathan Lane. And then in the guest stars, you've got Audra McDonald, Kelly O'Hara, Donna Murphy, <laughs> Michael Cerverus, Deborah Monk, Katie Finneran, Celia Keenan Bolger, Christine Nielsen, John Douglas Thompson, Bill Irwin, Linda Amond, and more. Like that is literally all of Broadway. It's stupid good. All of Broadway is in this show. There's a one minute trailer, um, and you can uh, check that out. But it is about the big boom years in New York City in the 1880s. Costumes look fabulous. Come on. Like, yeah. that's it. Downton Abbey, same people. Like, they've yeah. got it. Yep. Uh, and then the other one is a little bit more Broadway-specific, even though the other one had everyone on Broadway in it. Um, the cast of Mrs. Doubtfire performed on Good Morning America on Thursday. They performed the song, BAM! Exclamation point. You're rockin' now. Um, 
I have no idea what the hell is going on in that song. It must be at the end of the show. Mm. Oh, yeah, because you, you haven't seen it. I've seen it. I'm seeing it on Saturday. Oh. So I don't, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Are you seeing the matinee? No. What? what? We, we are seeing a matinee together. Yeah, you're right. We have a very packed Saturday. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm really excited to see it, to be frank with you. Yeah, I I've been up in the air and I've talked about it, so I won't believe it, but like yeah, it I don't know. It was kind of a weird number to do because there wasn't a ton of singing other than saying, BAM! You're rocking now. Well, I love the oldest daughter. Annalise is a sweetheart. Annalise Carpacci yes. um, is an absolute doll, and I'm really excited to see her in this role because, again, like, <laughs> she's been with the show. She's, like, she's almost graduating college now. Like, yeah, she's in her early 20s. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm pumped. Um, but that is all that we have for today and this week. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWDMAT. Grace, where can people find you? They can find me all the time at It's Grace Aki. Next week is going to be a little bit of an interesting week because it is Thanksgiving. So we're not going to have it today on Broadway every day. We will have at least one to start the week. And then if anything warrants it, we will have a Today on Broadway episode there. But we will have content for you every single day. So if you're going over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house on Thursday or any day next week, we will have great stuff for you there. So have a wonderful week. Um, I will talk to you before then, but if you don't listen, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you soon.